stars in character and all the work we do at neozaz.com is funded solely through our Patreon supporters. And with that support comes access to the series Swick Extra Minutes. And in this latest episode, there is some in-depth discussion on the lyrics to Michael Jackson's Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, some unfortunately timed Bill Cosby talk, and more. To learn more about this and access this exclusive series, check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash neozaz. I mean, it may have been, it may have been like the night before they got caught. It was boink, boink, boink. Oh, it broke. I'm sorry. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Dallin Walton Urso. You did say Walton. I thought you said Walton last time, as in the Walton, like Walton, like the Waltons. Yeah. yeah. Good night, John boy. Good night, time boy. Good night, Jin Urso. Good night. What's oh. the kid's name? What's the girl's name? Jin. Jin. That's her name. Okay, I thought I got it wrong. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no, that's uh, that's the end of Little Pass on the Prairie. Dun, 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 dun. Where the little thought, girls frolic down the hill. I thought you were doing I Dream a Genie. I don't even know no. the Walton scene. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was doing the closing the closing theme to, to uh, Little House on the Prairie thinking that was the Waltons, but it wasn't. I used to hate the Waltons. She was so did boring. You, did you laugh every time she fell when she was running down the hill? Yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. On, on Little House, yeah. I love Little House on the Prairie. That, that was, was good. That, that, show, that show fucking is the tits. Oh, I'm not I'm not condemning Little House because I, I think I shed a tear the day Michael Landon died. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But more for Seventh Heaven than... I'm on the highway to heaven. heaven. Highway to heaven. Seventh Heaven's a thing with a the rapist. Cut her ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. that old guy. <laughs> the rapist. The guy who played the the uh, didn't he wasn't he in like the first or second season of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's in the D- second he's he's D and 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 Dennis's real dad yeah he's yeah. he's in the second season when Ann Archer was on yeah yeah and, and what he was he was accused of raping bag during that show or I don't I don't think that anyone knew it then what's his name Stephen. I don't know. Collins? Collins? I can see the face. Something like that, yeah. Stephen but Collins. But he was the dad on 7th Heaven, and apparently he had some inappropriate moments with underage people at some point in his life. That's, that's, the, that's the going story, I believe, to make it PG-13. There you go. There you go. Um, so, Galen Urso, not... Yeah. All this from the Waltons. <laughs> Uh, Galen Erso appears in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. I'm saying what a dumb, what a dumb name! It is a dumb name. Why didn't they just call it Rogue One? Because isn't isn't Solo is that Solo a Star Wars story? Are yeah. they doing these for the spinoffs? The anthology movies are, yeah, the spinoffs here. Yeah, Star Wars stories. Sorry to bore you, Tim. <laughs> we go. Now, they're all called. They're all going to be called. Whatever a Star Wars story. Bit Fortuna, a Star Wars story. <laughs> oh man, that's dumb. Just call it. Just call it the the title. Why does it have to have this subtitle? Kitster, a Star Wars Bory. <laughs> True. Um, this is. I am proud. I did. Re- this. These are. These names are fantastic. <laughs> I am so proud of my name. This might be. This might be my name now for every episode. Okay. Are you more really? proud of your names? Or your parenting mm, names, because <laughs> after you said you're going to use this as your like seriously, like this could be the last one. I didn't say last one; but it's, it's it's my favorite one. No, you just said your permanent name. That means that after this, this is it. I can change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a woman. I want to change my mind all the time. Just like Christians. Well, <clears throat> my name is Christino Royale. Christino Royale. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> the sheep. Isn't yep. that name great, Dave? Yep, use it forever. Um, I'm joined. This this one is a, is a, is a. I'm, I'm reaching here, right? Mm-hmm. Casino Dave Al. No, 
Dr. Stradave. Yeah. Yeah, you have what? Uh, it's I, a reach. Am I reaching? Is it a but reach I'd around? Like, I'd like it, please. And I'd like it as my permanent name, though. <laughs> Dr. Stradave. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> you should have you named him after his character's name in Dr. Stradave. Dave Silius. You know what? I saw that, and I didn't wasn't really sure how to pronounce <laughs> that, so I didn't use that. <laughs> that just looks like gobbledygook to me. <laughs> Dr. Stradave is how we shall go. Is that how I speak? That's your that's your internal voice. Inner voice. <laughs> and Clash of the Timmons. Yeah, okay. You get it? Come uh, on, yeah. you know what? Fuck your guys' names. My name is the shit. <laughs> Christina Royale. Come on, that's awesome. It's not bad. Alright. It's not bad. Alright, Tim. Ursa me up. <clears throat> Alright, Galen Urso. He's a human male scientist from the planet Grange, um, which was an agricultural planet. Um, and I, I, we've never seen Grange in any of the movies or, or TV shows, as far as I know. Um, but apparently, this planet was an important—that uh, was in an important strategic location during the Clone Wars, uh, since it was situated on many hyperspace routes. So. The Republic initially had it, and then the uh, Confederation, they came in and took over the planet, and it, I think it was in Confederation uh, occupation through the Clone Wars. But through the Clone Wars, I don't think he was even on the planet at that time. I'm, I'm so. going to say that I think, I don't know, it's weird. I think that planet's name is cool. It's like one of the planets that they range. Yeah, it just sounds like a cool planet. Yeah, on the planet. And they call it a Star Wars story. <laughs> that voice makes me laugh. You should you should have read your names in that voice. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, like Z, early ZZ Top. This is my best name ever. <laughs> they, no, to me it sounds like one of those Hanna Barbera cartoon characters. It's like Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. <laughs> no, <but laughs> I never. I could never do that ZZ Top impersonation. That's great. <laughs> you should do that at karaoke. <laughs> I would just be so down for that. <laughs> Well, and then just do the beginning part, and then once it starts, just walk off stage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then just sing late, late, uh, late era ZZ Top in that same <laughs> voice, like slip and slide while slipping my hair. <laughs> Got the double back, my friend. <laughs> well, Tim's coming up soon. We got to do karaoke now, and Dave has to do yeah. his voice. <laughs> I love that. Easy top. So that planet that he's on in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That's right. Full title, please. Is uh, that's not the home planet, even? No, though. no. That that's a different planet. Aren't they in a field? Like when you said agricultural, I was like, oh, maybe that's a planet. Aren't they out in some field at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 other, but it's it's a different planet. And we'll get to that planet. I forget that planet's name. Um, it has a it has a longer name. Yeah, get there quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when uh, as a child he developed, you know, he was he was like super intelligent as a child, and he he grew up in like a really poor family. Um, but his mother was really quick. Actually, his parents in general were really quick to uh, notice that he was super ultra smart. Um, so they would help him out and foster his education as best they could. You know, they didn't have money to buy things, but they would borrow stuff. They would make things. So they would, you know, find like an old keyboard so he could play music and, um, you know, old data crons, which I guess are like encyclopedias. They would, yeah. they would borrow or get secondhand. That's cool. That kind of data crons. I like that. That's cool. Um, did you ever, did you ever go to school with like someone who was like crazy, ridiculous, smart, Dave. Yeah, like they like skipped grades and things of that sort. Chris did. His name was Dave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dave, right? Yeah, I wasn't smart at all. Dave, Dave was smart. Nah, I, no, I wasn't. We had a couple of kids that were geniuses. Yeah, number one. You remember our, we had the class ranks. Number one. You remember who our number one was? 
class ranks. Uh, you know, like number one, grade point average, all that kind of stuff. He had the highest. He was the class rank was number one. Who the person was? Yeah, I have a name, but I don't. I don't know. This is who you're thinking of. <laughs> the one okay. I. The, the I'm thinking of the of the class president because he was smart. No, it wasn't him. Okay, Fu Sing Wong. Oh, I remember okay. that name. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. <laughs> okay, but, but we called him Didi. Yes, Didi Wong. Didi Wong. I, I, I remember that guy. That guy. Yeah, I think he went to Penn. How the hell do kids like you know how some kids now like you know some people who are like ten, eleven years old. They're so fucking smart. Like they're in high school. Like, does that happen? Like, do you see like, like a ten year old? Like, like Doogie Howser, Sheldon Cooper style? Yeah, no. Yes. That, yeah. That not happen. No. I, there was a kid that I was friends with when I was real little in elementary school. His name was Chris, um, and he he skipped he skipped an elementary school grade, and then he then when he got up into high school, I think he graduated early. Like. Like he graduated high school at like fifteen, hmm. um, and then went on. I don't know what he's doing now. Um, I just remember he he was he was from a pretty well-to-do family. It was like his, both his parents were like dentists. But I, I remember I he was like at Walmart saying hi, welcome to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Adult diapers, aisle seven B. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I went to school was maybe not to maybe not to this level where they you know they send them to government think tanks and that kind of stuff. But but a, a kid who was obviously developing faster in terms of his uh, education than other kids. So that, that's what made me think of uh, what I was when I was doing this this uh, research here. So that's how Jen Urso was. He was a prodigy. Yeah, he was he was one of those like super ultra smart weird creepy kids. But in science, or you said he would do he was he like uh, Renaissance man kind of thing. Well, uh, he was a prodigy in science and mathematics, so he was he was a logical dude. All right. He, well, I, not necessarily creative, I guess, but logical. Um, he knew he knew the numbers. <clears throat> um, at at the age of ten, he entered this thing called the Republic Futures Program, which was basically like. A think tank, like a like a a group of like super smart kids that were being prepped to go into government service to, you know, either better mankind or destroy it with their super minds. <laughs> Those are your choices, kid. Yeah. Would you like to better it or destroy it? I would like to destroy the universe. All right, you're in group B. <laughs> I can picture a little dinner show. <laughs> I get to go to science camp. Yay! <laughs> um. He uh, while he was at school, <clears throat> he def- he befriended another smarty by the name of Orson Craddock, and they were best friends. Uh, okay, Orson. Orson. Yep. Who's that? Is that in the movie? Director Craddock. You know, I don't think I don't think his name was was in the. Well, movie. he's the bad guy. Yeah. His name is Orson. They're stealing names from Mork for more for more Mork and Are you kidding me? Orson from Orson. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rosebud. Um, was but, was uh, one of them named Mirth as well? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, but he he, uh, the, the two of them were best friends in school, and they 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 spent time together. Even though one was more into architecture, and uh, and and he was more into mathematics and science. Um, after after getting out of this school, he went to uh, become like a like a professor slash teacher. At this institute on Coruscant, uh, which his job there was basically to help do research on like energy, crystals and energy and that kind of stuff. He was trying to find like cheap, clean energy. That's like the big thing now. It's like anytime anybody <clears throat> wants to be a do-gooder in this in this life, I would say over the past ten years, it's all about finding clean energy. Right. That's what Iron Man was after. <laughs> Pure energy. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> yeah, an inconvenient truth. So, <laughs> yeah. So this this guy was just trying to find clean energy via crystals. Um, he he tried his best to avoid working directly with the government and military, uh, and in using his research for military military applications because by nature he was a pacifist. He was a conscientious objector. Um. So, but uh, he uh, 
it, oh, and, oh, and it does say here he was working on a planet that was loyal to the Republic during the Clone Wars. So there we are. That's where he was on a planet. A planet. <laughs> a planet. Um, but eventually the separatists came. They occupied that planet. I was, I'm sure the planet name is there. It, it just, it was, it, so, after a while, all these planet names are all the same. It's all like, same. you know, they all blend together. You know, crack door, Klaxon 7 and that kind of stuff. It's, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but se- separatists, they, they came during the war and occupied the planet and actually held. Uh, uh, Galen Urso um, as a uh, political prisoner. Um, and I should have mentioned earlier, while he was here on this planet developing on these crystals, this is where he met his wife. Ooh. And her name was Lyra. Lyra. So it's Crystal. Crystal. Crystal Lyra. Um, so they, they, by this point, they had they were married. So they were being held as prisoners. They were being held away from each other. Um and uh, and that's that's basically how he spent the Clone Wars. He wouldn't help the separatists develop anything, but they, uh, but they, um, but they they weren't going to kill him. They were just they were still going to hold on because there was value to him. Um, and eventually he was released. His wife, I don't know, I don't know how his wife was released. I, I don't know if it was just like because it doesn't actually state anything about her. I didn't go and read her story to find out how she got out of prison. But he was <coughs> released as part of a prisoner exchange that was set up by Krennic. Okay. So, so I'm guessing they're no, longer, the they're no longer friends anymore, right? Uh, at this time? No, by this point, they're still, they're, they're still friends. Okay. And uh, Krennic actually gets him out of this separatist prison. Um, but did he, he uses... Know the, did, did Krennic know the wife... As well, or is it just like that's his his yeah. buddy's ball and chain? Or were they also friends? Are you going to tell me that like he loved her too? This is like no, a, no, no, no. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it eventually, uh, um, you know, Credit used this release as leverage, and he actually convinced Erso um, to come in and help him out with some government and military applications at this time. So, in terms of uh, you know being grateful to his friend for getting him out of that that prison, he does go and he does help with this. Um, and uh, but over time, Krennic is keeps keeps pushing that on him, um, and basically kind of forcing him to work on projects that he doesn't want to. Um, it is it's actually during this time that that Jin or so is born. So this is after this is after the war has ended. Jinoso is now a baby. So there's yeah. been time to conceive. Like they've been together because they've been in prison for a while, right? Like how was uh, all you need is two minutes, you know? That's it. Well, I mean, this is, this is time out <laughs> out from prison, and and I don't know. I mean, I don't have the year year by year timeline. Conjugal so this visit? may have been a, a few years after the uh, the Clone Wars have ended. Right. I knew Chris was wondering. You got to do, do the math. I, you know, nine, nine months was it during his jail time, or was it after he got out? And then they—I mean, it may have been. It may have been like the night before they got caught. It was boink boink boink. Oh, it broke. I'm sorry. Oh, it's that was a great voice. That was very tummy wise. <laughs> Uh, oh hi, Orson. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to have a baby. Yeah, you know, he says that in the movie. He goes, Guess what, everybody? We're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, over <clears throat> over time, he knew that he was kind of you know stuck there. There's no way he was gonna be able to just ease out of this role that he had been pushed into and was now working on full time. Um, so he, this was a strain on, on his, 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 himself, his family. Like he, he, he was always away. He, he, he was never home with his daughter or his wife. So they decided they needed to escape and they're on Coruscant at this point. And apparently Coruscant has a, um, kind of like a Mardi Gras. And I, I think it's called all species day. Titties flashing. All species. Yeah. Yeah. Six titties. <laughs> you need extra beads for that. Yeah. All I'm sorry. All species weak. And uh, so it's yeah. It's 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 kind of like Coruscant 
Mardi Gras. And uh, they decided to take this opportunity, since there were going to be so many people here on Coruscant partying, that it would be the perfect distraction to get out of Dodge. So they escape with the help of Saw Gerrera. And <laughs> I'm not sure how they met Saw Gerrera. It's not in this story. Um, I don't but, like that guy. I don't like him. I don't know why. I, I don't like him. I kind of feel. I kind of feel like I could have done a better job on his episode. I, I sort of feel like his is his is one of those episodes where I think I could have done a better job on that one. So why are you defending Saw Gerrera? <laughs> <laughs> I feel he's. A, I feel he's a character that that I could have given a little more. Uh, his his ep- episode a little more shutzba. No, no, it's not. It's not your fault. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with Dave on this one. But he uh but Galen literally dropped everything and to to escape. He did he didn't take they basically took the shirts off their backs, they packed like maybe a toothbrush and some deodorant and got off of Coruscant. And he purposely left all his notes behind and all his complicated research because he felt that if he had taken that stuff or had modified it in any way it would have given the empire cause to come and try to find him faster to fix this mess what what was all the notes just like on on what he was working like so he he left he left accurate notes so that they could continue with what they were working on but he felt that if if he left things incomplete like the notes or if he changed things so that they're wrong they would have they would have been prompted to find him to bring him back to fix the problems. So he figured the better better way to stay hidden is to give them what they want right now and hope that they can figure it out on their own at some point or find someone that's able to figure it out on their own without without his help. Okay. So he he go, he goes to the planet Lamu, um, and they uh, they created like a little homestead. It said. It said. It's they. They were on the least, the the less popular eastern hemisphere of the planet. So is like the western hemisphere, like Hipsterville, and they're yeah. on like the the side that no one wants to go to. Maybe more populated. Maybe there's you know like Vegas or something. There's a lot of shit going on there or something. There's all sorts of stuff here over here. All we have to serve is Red's Apple Ale. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is hell. <laughs> is that the planet they're on in that movie? Yes, Lamu. Lamu, 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 um, and you know what? I, I I was trying to figure out what he was, what kind of farmer he was. He's a moisture farmer. No, a different kind of moisture farmer. A moisture like, than, farmer. Moistener. <laughs> yeah, like they're. I mean, that's a that's a, a moist planet, but <clears throat> they're still sucking the water vapor out of the air to use for whatever. Uh, maybe they, they need it for. Maybe they do it and then export it or something. He's yeah. a he's like uh, an importer exporter. Like next stop, uh, Tatooine. Like like yeah. George Costanza. Yeah, import export. So um, and then that brings us to the scene at the beginning of Rogue One, where um, when a guy parks forty miles away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> parks forty miles away, and then it always reminds me of uh, the end of um, uh, uh, Monty Python: The Holy Grail. <laughs> Where the night is running in, and they just keep do, do looping back to him running. Yeah, that's 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 what I that always think. That's what I always think of when I see Krennic and, and his people walking. Because <laughs> if when 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 this guy sees this thing land, it's far away. You have time to pack and fucking leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can see him coming. He's he's forty miles to walk. I think we can pack a bag. They're ready to get a. They're, they park so far away. They get a Remax realtor to come out. They put up the sign. They've, they've already had seven people come and looking and giving an offer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how long it takes them to get across that damn field. They've had an open house with a nice panini. Yeah. <laughs> Some, and, a, and a gingerbread candle burning, so it always smells like something's baking. Tim's always with the candles. Yeah, corn cob candle. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, we see we see his uh, his wife die. We see his daughter run off, and uh, then she gets taken by Sagarera and raised as a as a um, um, like a what is it a political does does he kidnap her? Do you think or does he take care of her? No, no, he takes care of her. She she just sort of becomes like his ward. I guess. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Buju, buju. 
Um, <laughs> so, but uh, while all that's happening, uh, Erso is pressed back into service, uh, and he and as he says in the in the movie, he he works tirelessly. He makes himself indispensable so that he can delay the the usefulness of this weapon as long as he possibly can. Um, so that, you know, if, if he, if he's able to mess something up to a point that only he can fix it, you know, that's, that's what he's doing. This is very Iron Man. You're right. Like this is him and Jensen in the cave, like making a, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. fake bomb while he's doing really wants it. Or even this is doc Brown giving the Libyans, uh, you know, uh, pinball parts, Instead of the, Marty. yeah. <laughs> so this is redundant. Yeah, really. Yeah, he really is Doc Brown. Like, I don't know how they found me. Yeah, <laughs> run for it, Orson. Yeah. <laughs> run for it, Jen Erso, my daughter. And I don't know what what was what was his wife thinking, um, by coming up. Did she did she know that she was going to get killed and leave her husband? To be taken away alone, you know. A, he doesn't get to bury his wife. His wife is just left there on the planet to Probably rot at the not. surface. I don't think she knew she was going to get shot. I think uh, there's there's like 19 death troopers in this guy. I think I think she she had a death wish. <laughs> She's tired of looking tired of looking at that puss over and over again for all those years. <laughs> that guy's a nightmare, man. What what do you mean? <laughs> what his 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 looks? Oh man, he is like just looking at that guy. I know, Matt, but that's what's cool about, about Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, but could you imagine? You could you imagine? You know, smashing that every night. It was wife. Yeah, no, the, oh, not the wife. The guy. Who Mads? He's a frightening individual. But he, that's what makes him what? cool this is, this is what I think when I see him on 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 that planet, and when you see him later, in when when you see him right before he dies, he just looks like he smells. Like, 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 it's one of those things. Like, you can smell him a mile away. Like, he is like bo central. Like, like, what? He's not like showering or taking care of himself. Yeah, he just he just seems like he washes every like two weeks. His his bo has midichlorians. Um, <laughs> it's I just like I he just he just looks like he is like if if he does take a bath, it's a horse bath. Wash the berries, go out and bob some water out of the air. <laughs> Wash the berries. Wash the berries. Yeah. Like he just takes some hand sanitizer and just like puts it on his balls and in our bits. That shit burns, man. That Purell burns. How do you know? Yeah, explain that to us. What? Explain Purell burns. I said, how have do you, you put know? It on your, have you put it on your your uh, bandage area? When when you have a cut in your hand, that shit gets in there and it fucking stings. <laughs> so you wipe it on your balls, and then that stings. Yeah, your balls are sensitive. You can't put Purell on your balls, and then you got your fucking pee hole and your urethra. You can't get that down there. <laughs> this is the worst conversation I've ever been a part of. Have you? I just have like you ever, to, I'd like to point that out. <laughs> have you ever masturbated in the shower and got soap in there? Come on. That shit burned. <laughs> That's what I heard, though. Yeah, I read what, a book about it. Where are we? Oh, so I have read. Where are we on the time code on here? So I can tell Matt that he's got some editing to do. <laughs> like, how long have we been recording at this point? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, me. So, but he was uh, while while he was back um, in service, he he meets with. A this Imperial pilot, Bodhi Rook, who we see in in Rogue One, and uh, wait, which, which one's that? <laughs> they're all just they're all just like dirty little men. I don't I don't understand whom any of Bodhi them is 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 he's sweaty too. Yeah, they all are. But he doesn't he doesn't look like he smells as bad. As I just mean, which one is he? Like, what does he look like? He's the one with um. He is, he's he's got like the stringy little ponytails coming off his head, um, and he's the one that's originally interrogated by Sagarera with, the, with okay. the suction cup thingy. You you guys met that guy, right? Yeah, we did. Right. And his name's Bodhi, as Bodhi in like Rock. Bodhi Rook, the, like the Bodhisattva from uh, Point Break. Point Break. 
B O D H I Bode Bode Bode. All right. <clears throat> um, but uh, he he basically like tells him about the horror that this Death Star that they're working on could unleash on the galaxy, and Bode sort of comes to a crisis of conscience, and um, and uh, so Irso convinces him to try to get a message out to the rebellion via Saw Gerrera. Um, but this, uh, his, his plot over time is eventually, um, uh, revealed to Krennic, uh, when we, and we see this in, in, in Rogue One, when Krennic has, has all the, uh, all the engineers out there on that balcony and he's just about to execute them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is when, this is when, uh, Erso sort of comes clean, uh, just as the rebellion comes in, does an airstrike. Uh, hits the platform they're on. He gets injured, but he luckily he gets to see his beloved Jin one last time as he dies in her arms. Do you, do you think he he smelled worse after his death? I have a feeling that the uh, acrid smell of the the explosives going off probably masked his wicked bo. <laughs> Tim, he did. I met the man. He does not have a wicked bo. He he smells. Well, nice. I'm not saying that Mads Mikkelsen smells. I think <laughs> Galen Urso has a bathing problem. He means the character. Yes. Okay. First, I would I would throw a whole bunch of delousing powder on this guy, <laughs> and then I would dip him in hot water with you know some Irish Spring, and then. I would talk to him. <laughs> okay, but uh, that's that's pretty much his story. He dies, and that's it. He lived and he dies. I like I like how uh, I'm looking here at, at the physical description on Wikipedia. It says hair color auburn, later gray. Hammers to us all. But a uh, little behind the scenes. There's not a whole lot of behind the scenes information. Played by Mads Mikkelsen. Who, Love this guy. I think we were all introduced to him as La Chifra yeah. in Casino Royale. Bond, yeah, with, with, with that cut on the eye area. Oh man, where he he, he cries blood, he weeps yeah. blood. Yeah, he was he was so good as Bond. Yeah, I love that's that is that is my favorite of the um, of the current Bond series. I, I did I did like Skyfall. Don't get me wrong, but I think Casino Royale is is the strongest of the of the current. The current Bond. It's great. Um, and you, Chris, you did you get him well, when you met him? You said he wasn't in Star Wars yet. Or would you get him no, to sign Han- Hannibal stuff? Or no, I actually got a Bond poster. I had him sign uh, on my Bond poster. Yeah. Okay. Didn't Which, you, didn't you say like he he said something to uh, Luke? Luke was with you, and he's like, "I'm really not that scary." Yeah, because Luke, we watched Hannibal, and that show was was. Creepy as hell, and even though you and Luke is like nine years old at this point, yeah, he was he was young and shit. It was creepy, even though you thought no one could top Anthony Hopkins, um, in the movie and shit. This guy was just so good and on the show, creepy as hell. That Luke was a little bit like standoffish of him, and I said, you know, he's he, you know, I said we, we, we watched the show. I'm a, I'm a bad father, um, but he's did he laugh? <laughs> yeah, he, he laughed. He's, I mean, he's a little bit afraid, of him, and he leaned over, and I'm not that scary, am I? Luke's like, like, no. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a cool photo though. I was I'm so pissed because Tim wasn't like just it wasn't long after that I think we knew that he was in Star Wars. It was it was like within because where did you get him at? You got him. I have a photo still. Yeah, I have a date too. I think it's like 2014. Did it say or something? Dun, 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 dun. I'll find it the, again. The man's but, a gob. The man's a goblin. Yeah, yeah, but, he, but he's, he's a he's a fucking phenomenal actor. He's so good. Yeah. He is great, but he's a, he's a ghoul. I can't look at him. <laughs> it's, yeah. But you can smell him. <laughs> Ooh, sandalwood and lavender. Mads Mikkelsen must be near here. That Dutchman. That would smell good. Yeah, it would. Yeah, right here, would. August sixteenth, twenty fourteen is when I got when I. So met him. they would have announced him. Oh, it would it would have been like at least maybe like six months later. Yeah. But well, still, wait, you said August? Yeah. Uh, it was announced No, no, the next actually, day. actually, they probably would have announced it yeah, two days later. The next day. It, it was <laughs> close. Then, I was Mads Mikkelsen oh, is in Star Wars. Chris? I just met him. 
It was at, what, either Monster Mania or Chiller Theater. I don't know which one it was. He had his own private room <clears throat> and everything. The guy was nice as hell. He really was. Appropriate titles. He's a monster and he gives me chills. <laughs> but you, you wouldn't have even had your no. episode seven poster by this point, right? No Rogue One. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have had, yeah. had any kind of... <laughs> That's not the name of the movie. I'm sorry. Rogue One dot a Star Wars story. <laughs> mm, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, there is a uh, there is a family uh, there's a family connection with Star Wars also with with uh, Mickelson. His older brother Lars voices Grand Admiral Thrawn in Rebels. Lars, no way. Yeah. Dave. How about that? How about that? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you if it was the same last name as you know whatever the hell you just said. But yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love so this his guy. brother is Thrawn. Yeah, this Dave, Dave is right. He, he's not good on the eyes, but yeah, I love him though. I he is a, he is a great actor, and he's cool. And he he was a he was a high point of that movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, and and I didn't see Doctor Strange, but my son said it was awesome. So Doctor Strange is now I, when it, when it comes to the Marvel movies, and I, and I get I get a lot of pushback on my Marvel rankings. I put Doctor. Doctor Strange relatively low on the Marvel movie rankings, but it's because there's 18 movies, 18, 19 movies. Some of them have to be at the bottom. The bottom one is Iron Man two, but I like, I I really like all of them. It's just, you know, one has to be like 16 or 17. If there's 18 movies, something's got to be in 16 or 17. Unfortunately, Doctor Strange goes down there. It was all right. Entertaining. It wasn't the best. It's, It's a good movie. Yeah. Sure, Mama. All right, it's time and for, that's all I got. Type of feedback, Dave. You betcha. You know what you should do. And he gets a lot of feedback, but I think this is deserved. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell the the story of what is on our Facebook page currently that people should go look at? Oh, yes. I think that deserves. I mean, I, I have some postcards here to go through, but I but think no. this deserves. <laughs> this deserves uh, a, a shout out, so go for it. We all know. I'm going on here now. We all know the the awesome person, um, Hernandez. Hernandez. He makes custom figures. He made the whole spaceball um, cast and crew. He makes everything he does. It's like it's all he carves shit and makes shit, and it looks fucking amazing. He just did the. <laughs> Um, four nipple green milk <laughs> creature, which I'm drawing a blank on the name already. Thalassiren. There you go. He made, he sculpted this figure and he actually wired whatever it's called, like a hose to the back of it coming out the nipple that sprays green liquid. And it's on our Facebook page and it's fucking, that's just phenomenal. He it, he sprays it and a little Luke figure falls over. There's a porg on the fucking rock right next to it. It's really amazing. I, 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 there's, there's even like looks like um, there's, there's things on the fins and the feet. Mollocks? Is that what they're called? The barnacles. 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 Yes. Like he, he's in it's such great detail, and I can look at this thing spraying Luke in the face every thirty <laughs> seconds. <funny. laughs> Are you probably seeing it, Tim? Yeah. Yeah. That is really funny with Luke getting shot, getting a shot in the face, and yeah. knocks him straight off. <laughs> yeah, he knocks him straight off, and he even says something too. Here, let's see what it. Let me get some cream. <laughs> Let's see what it. It's on a loop, and the tits look right. real. I'll teach you lesson number three after I have my coffee. Just let me get some cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such it looks so nice today. And even the the sound of the squirtage, um, that that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, squirt. But yeah, he's he's amazing. Uh, Chris Chris Hernandez, you 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 got it all going for you. It's a, that it is that is a stunning piece of work. I <laughs> like how Jin are, or not Jin, but uh, Ray is like on the other side of the rock. Like what? Well, what's weird is that an, an hour ago it had two hundred and fifty-two views. Now it's up to two hundred more, four hundred and fifty-two views already mm. in like an hour. Well, we're uh, lucky to know him. Thank you for doing that, Hernandez. It's really cool. And he even made, made figures of ourselves, too. And all. He made our little figures. <coughs> he did. 
He did. He did. So let me go back to the postcards because we did just ask for some more postcards and and this was pretty funny and I'll send this one to you especially because Chris you're going to want to see this one. Uh-oh. Uh the uh, postcard is two thonged uh women from the from behind. Mm-hmm. Which okay. simply says aloha and uh, I'll read you what this gentleman says. It says hi I just started listening. This show is funny. I live in off the grid. I live in an off the grid coffee plantation just outside Holoao, Hawaii. I'm sure I said that incorrectly. <clears throat> I download a few episodes when I get into town into the Wi-Fi world. Thank you for doing your part to keep the art of correspondence alive. The best part about postcards is how many people read it along the way. So I shouldn't write about personal things like the throbbing boner I get from the now famous scene in The Force Awakens with Harder Colonia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, that is a sexy woman. Anyway, I'll keep listening. I don't need a free episode. Pass it on to someone who can't write. <laughs> Signed, Adam. And Thrumming How would Boner, we know who can't write? I don't know. But Thrumming Boner is all in capital letters. <laughs> so I, I think that's true. Like People probably, like anyone who sees it along the way, male people, they oh, probably guarantee. read them, right? Yeah. Guarantee. you got to like skim over. And if it's in big capital letters, you're going to see that first. Yeah, throbbing boner. Yeah, it's in huge letters. So like that's what people, that draws your eye right to that. So thank you, Adam, <laughs> for sending that and for giving, I don't know, somebody's post ca- postal carrier a fun story to tell at dinner that night. But that's a... Uh, <laughs> That's the postcard of the week there. And we also have our uh, Patreon supporter of the week. Okay. And this week, it is Brunk Conley. Brunk? So that's, a, that, that's like an action star that's name. That's a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's like an action so, hero. Well, that's Brunk Conley, our Patreon supporter of the week. And uh, we thank Brunk and all of our other Patreon supporters who help us um, make this show the best that we can. And uh, every dime that you guys give goes right back into the show. We don't uh, we don't get paid to do this show as we've been accused in the past. And uh, I, I always want to make that clear that that's not even close to being the case. So uh, thank you, Brunk, and everyone else that donates to the show. Thank you, Brunk. Brunk. Well, Dave, the time? It is time. Chris, what kind of trivia are we doing now? You know, it's, it's just trivia, Dave. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I shouldn't sure, ask. <laughs> it's just trivia. <laughs> don't get excited. Don't get a boner. It's just, it's just trivia. Yeah, don't get a, and if your boner does have to happen, make sure it doesn't throb. Yeah, throbbing boner. <laughs> well, the scores are like this. Chris is in third. Well, second. Slash third with 2.5, and Tim and I both have three. All right, all right, that means that we are up to Rogue One. Oh my god, which is fitting. Topical. I think I just saw that like maybe once or twice now. That's probably it. That's it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it a lot. You didn't go back to it, it was on Netflix, yeah, I, and I own it too, but you know, yeah, I still don't know why you buy DVDs. Or Blu-rays. Well, this is... I, I know. I'm slowly... I know. I I want the box, Dave. <laughs> okay. He wants that so you, box? So you're just buying the cardboard? Well, sometimes I buy the actual steel case. So it's not really cardboard. <laughs> <anymore>. okay, <yeah. laughs> it's a mind... It's a mind material. I just feel like... And, and, and this is... I, I understand that's your hobby. I'm not I'm not trying to be a jerk. No, I... Um, I, I, I have... I have a million DVDs. I I can't even bring myself to open the binders and pull out a DVD and put it in. Dave, like, that's how lazy I am. No, I'm right there with you because Luke and I am showing them old movies. When you know, I, I actually showed them uh, Bad Boys One and Two now, and I have them. And I didn't come down and get them. I waited until Bad Boys just came on Netflix this month, <laughs> and Bad Boys Two is on some HBO channel or something. So like, I I don't. Pop in a DVD anymore? I just I see if it's on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. If it's if it's not, I, I won't watch it. And I, I I know what you're saying. I've actually done that now with CDs. I used to buy every CD, every soundtrack. Now I just I download it on Spotify and I have it now. You know I don't I don't buy it. Yeah, it, you don't need to have these things. They're just they're just there. Yeah, it, it's they're just it's just information that you can 
stream. And but it hurts. It, it's sad. Like like what's ha- like I I don't like this. I don't like where it's going. <laughs> well, yeah, but yet you support it wholeheartedly. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I know. That's, I know. I'm being serious. I know that's yeah. important to you, but things are different now. Changes. I don't like change. <laughs> well, I hope you like your question. Okay, bring it on. It is a Rogue One question. Wait, excuse me. It is a Rogue One <laughs> a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story question. Okay. And here it goes. Michael Giacchino. I don't know wrote, who that is. He wrote the score for okay. Rogue One. Okay. But it's not the first time that he took over for John Williams in a franchise. What was the first time that Michael Giacchino stepped in after John Williams was like, I ain't doing this one. Please have multiple choice. No multiple choice. Oh my god. Think of other other famous John Williams that uh, he just doesn't do anymore. Like what, John? I'll give you another hint. This was not long before Rogue One. This movie came out and do you want the year? Give me a year. 2015. Oh, I know. I think I know. Do I know? So this this person, this Michael guy, made the theme for this movie that should have been John Williams? John Williams did the original music for this film franchise. The original themes and, and did the the other films in this in the series. I think at least at least I would say the first two, and then is just done with it. Michael Giacchino, who is awesome, you know him. He did it. He did the music for the Incredibles. He does J.J. Abrams stuff. He did. He's done the last several Mission Impossible's. He is good. I he's awesome. That hint that you just gave me, I want to say it's the um, Jurassic Park, whatever. Um, I don't even know. It's not a lost world. What's uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World? Is, is that what it's called? <laughs> the one with Chris Pratt. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. Jurassic World is your answer? Is that, yes. Jurassic World is correct. Thank you for those hints. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as you, you said like the first one and the franchise, I'm like, all right, he made he made Jurassic Park. So that all right, okay, thank you, Dave. All right, Tim, are you ready? This is a Clone Wars the movie question. <laughs> Which is not true? I'm going to read you four things here. Which of these is not true? A, the Clone Wars was the first not to be released by Fox. B, is the first not to open in May. See, it is the first not to open at number one at the box office. Or D, all of these things are true. Or E, voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> that was all fun. of those things are true. So was that your answer? It was the let's see. It was the first not to open at number one. That's true. It was the first not to open in May because it, it opened in. August, and I believe it only made like eight million dollars. I don't think it was number one. I, I don't know what was number one, but yeah, I don't it, think this was the top movie open the weekend. No, so I'm going to say D. D. All of these things are true. They are all true. That is correct. Whoa! Okay. D. That is correct. Tim takes the lead. Hey. All right, so who's Dave's turn, right? Yep. Yes. I have Dave's question. Yes, you do. Now, Dave, the Simpsons have a... Uh, they, they've always had kind of a relationship with Star Wars in terms of jokes, inside jokes. Uh, there is a cast member of the Simpsons that is... A cast member of Star Wars, and I have a multiple choice. Which of these three is actually has a role in Star Wars? In Episode One. In in uh, am I doing Episode One? I'm sorry, I thought I was doing Episode Four. Am, well, I, am, I, am I doing A New Hope? 
I, I, I am going to need one of those for the next one. But Oops, uh, I have I have the episode one. Yeah, so that's the one I need. So episode you, one. Need, you need episode one. Yeah. So Gosh. save yours save yours for later. Wait, just do it. Just read it. It's fine. All right. I, th- I thought I was doing I thought I was doing the episode uh, four. Sorry. Which of these three Simpson characters are in do has a role in Star Wars: A New Hope? Is it Hank Azaria? Is it Harry Shearer? Or is it Tress McNeil? I seem to remember in one of our episodes somebody going over something where Harry Shearer's voice was used in a Star Wars movie. I don't remember exactly what it was. It may have even been just like an announcement or something like that. But I know we talked about Harry Shearer at some point because I thought it was really cool. Um, so I'm going to go with him. That is correct. All right. Who was it? He he, he just does a voice. He, he went in to do ADR. And it's when they're... It's right at the beginning when... Um, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 escaping mm-hmm. in the escape pods. And he's the, he's the voice that basically says, uh, no life forms are, uh, are on that pod. Okay. All right. That's, that, yeah, that's what I remember that. I like because that's something this always happened with Matt when he would do when his Matt won a couple of times. He's like, I only know this stuff from the show. <laughs> I learned that on our show. So yeah. cool. So that means the scores are Chris 3.5 and Dave and Tim 4. We all got it right. I, I, I can't catch you guys. It's I'm early. I'm going to burn your guys' asses, both of you. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Tim, for telling us about Walton Urso. <laughs> and join us next time we talk about Clatoo! Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.